Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. Some days we talk about super practical things about how to analyze your test pressings or the different uh, types of legal contracts you need. And other days we go a little bit higher, a little bit more philosophical. And today I want to help you in creating goals for your record label. I think goals in life, in anything, in your health, in your business, in your um, self-improvement, and in, of course, in your music career and in your record label are super important. They help kind of like take this massive uh, project or undertaking or or these big, huge dreams that are floating around inside our head, and they, and they help us focus. They provide some clarity, and then they start to present to us a path to achieving them. And so that's what we're talking about today is... Um, goals, how to create goals, uh, and how to achieve these goals that we create. And the reason I'm talking about this is because some of you listen to our episodes as they come out or around the time they come out. And so we're kind of entering into a new year as I record this, but it's okay if we're not entering into a new year when you're listening to this, of course it applies and it gets you ready for when you restart a new year whether it be in January or it's in the fall or whenever you kind of restart. Why are goals good for your record label? I think they're motivating. I think goals provide focus and clarity. Goals are guardrails so we don't spend all day feeling busy but not necessarily accomplishing anything. The other thing about goals, and I think, and we're going to dive into this in a second, is this um, the freedom of of categories and and the importance of looking at goals in different categories. And so for us, record labels, there are various different categories. Obviously, financial is is goals that a lot of us have, and that might be that we want to make an X amount of dollars a, a year or X amount of dollars a month, or that we want to say replace our salary or place replace half the salary of our day job so that we can focus more on our record label. Goals could be about uh, more more high-level goals about sharing music with the world. It could be about a charitable thing that you want to help a marginalized group get heard and to create a space for them. It could be a uh, something just about that you believe in music and, and you believe in artists and you don't feel like they're getting the recognition they deserve. It could be that you believe in your genre and you don't feel like your genre is well-known enough and it deserves to be more well-known. There are so many different categories. You could even be talking about how many, excuse me, how many albums a year or how many singles we want to do. There are all sorts of different goals. Multiple goals in multiple categories is something I highly recommend. And so today we're going to be talking about financial goals and we're going to be talking about more uh, philanthropic goals. And I think it's important to have some in multiple categories. It really just helps because there'll be times, I think there'll be times like in the summer when finances are low but maybe we're helping more people. We have more time to spend time with our artists or we're in the studio recording. And then in the fall, we're making more money because of a black Friday and Bandcamp Fridays and new releases coming out and that kind of thing. And so there'll be times when like some of our goals are being met when some of our other goals need to be worked on. Categories are also motivating in different ways. I mean, financial is of course motivating because it means that we're perhaps moving towards sustainability. And then of course, charitable goals, because it speaks to the the macro and the values and ethics behind why you run your le- record label. Um, I'm going to 
put all the notes. I mean, I, I know some people uh, take notes on these episodes, others don't. So I'll keep everything together at otherrecordlabels.com slash goals, where you can read about this and really study on the idea of how to create goals. First, a shout out to this week's sponsor, Infinite Catalog. You know them. They're our friends. Easily the biggest supporter of other record labels, a company that has supported this show from pretty much day one. But more than that, they support you guys, indie record labels of all sizes in managing royalties. Your various revenue streams like Bandcamp, your digital distributor, sync fees, publishing, it all goes into the Infinite Catalog pro, uh, platform. And then it's sorted and processed so you and your artists get a clear picture of who gets what. It's a game changer for record labels and their royalties. So go to infinitecatalog.com and infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels to get a special discount. So that's Infinite Catalog. Thanks to them. So how do you create record label goals? Well, I was starting to think about this and I was starting to put together like a little bit of an acronym. And then I was like thinking about ways to kind of like, you know, how to kind of measure the goals that we're creating and, and deciding whether or not they're, they're good goals, attainable goals, whatnot. And as I was speaking to someone, they're like, oh, have you heard about the SMART framework? And then I was like, okay. And then I asked ChatGPT, tell me a little bit about the SMART framework. And then I realized I'm trying to reinvent the wheel. So I want to talk to you a little bit today about SMART, S-M-A-R-T. So SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So the first one is specific. Goals should be clear and well-defined. Instead of setting a general goal, a broad goal, specific, specify exactly what you want to achieve. Ask yourself the who, what, where, when, and why to make the goal more precise. The more specific the goal, the easier it is to focus on what needs to be done. So we want to kind of create an open-ended problem for your subconscious to solve. If I say to my subconscious, I want to make more money, my subconscious is like nodding along. It's like, yeah. If I say to my uh, subconscious, I want to, um, I want my artists to be heard for my releases to be heard. And everyone's like, yeah, I agree with that. My subconscious is like, that's no problem. But if I say, okay, I want to um, be featured in an, a different publication each month, so 12 publications over the next 12 months, over the next year, then all of a sudden your subconscious gets to work. It's like, okay, how are we going to do this? And starts to pro solve, problem solve, solve them, solve them, prov. So you, if we are broad, uh, I want to, I want my label to make more money next year versus specific, which is I want my label to make $10,000 in the next 12 months. The M stands for measurable. Goals should be quantifiable so that progress can be tracked and measured establish concrete criteria for measuring progress. So for example, like I said earlier, I want my label to make $10,000 in the next 12 months versus I need my label to make $833 each month or $27 a day. So we need to make sure that not only are we being very specific, but that we are able or the people on our team are able to look back or to chart our progress throughout the year and be like, yep, yeah, we're tracking. And so if we are very specific with our goal in saying that we want to make $10,000 this year, which is a great goal, by the way, you could even say 12,000 if you wanted easier math and a thousand a month, but let's say 10,000, then all of a sudden we can be like, okay, last month we did $822. So we're $11 behind on our goal. And or maybe this, you know, in the fall, we did super well and we made up from some of our slow months. And so you can, when you have very specific goals, you can track 
your progress. The A stands for achievable. Goals should be realistic and attainable. And I can't tell you how many phone calls I've had with some of you who have said some goals that just seem a little bit unattainable. I mean, I, I love lofty goals. Don't get me wrong. Don't tell anyone this, but I kind of believe in manifesting. I feel like sometimes you just plop like a little crazy dream in the back of your mind and then somehow you get there or you get close to there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I do love lofty goals. Like I understand, but I think uh, that's more of a macro thing. I think some of these that might require some more attainable goals in the interim to be able to get to some of those super, super big goals. So consider the resources, the time and the required effort to achieve these goals. Reverse engineer any lofty goal and figure out if it's actually attainable. So $10,000 a year is $192 a week. That's not nothing, but it's certainly attainable. I think that's something that we could do. If we really worked hard, came up with, you know, quite a few strategies. So $192, let's break that down. So maybe we need to sell one or two vinyl records uh, a week. That's $50. Maybe our streaming catalog does $50 a week. Um, okay, so that's good. That's $100 down. So what, how do we get the other 92 um, do we have any services we can offer? Is there anything else, some merch that we can sell? Is there a licensing agreement in the month that will help cover up that extra $92 a week? You know what I mean? It becomes a little bit more attainable that way. But if we were to say $100,000 a year, which is a great goal, maybe some of you have that, six figures, cool, cool, cool. All of a sudden that's dollars a week. And that gets really crazy. That's like really, really hard to do. And so having a goal that's achievable, attainable is super, super important because what will happen is that your goal is so big and you're tracking yourself, you're measuring, you've been specific in saying you want to make a hundred grand and you're tracking and measuring by month two, month three, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, we are nowhere near this goal and you're going to quit. And that kind of sucks. And so we want to make sure something is attainable. So even if you say $100,000 a year, just break it down into some bite-sized chunks and say, if we're measuring along the way, do you think we can make $1,900 a week? Maybe not in year one or year two or year three. Maybe not. Maybe if you do, that's awesome. Let's have you on the show. The R stands for relevant. Goals should be aligned with the broader objective of your record label and be relevant to your overall mission or purpose. I'm not sure if we've done an episode on mission statements. We're going to do one soon. Um, but if you, your record label has a goal, I mean, whether you've written it down, if you've published it on your website, or you just know it in the back of your mind, you have a reason for existence, your, your why behind your record label. And so you need to kind of take these goals and line them up with that. So we might say, um, is a financial goal of 10,000 a year even in line with what you and your artists want? What is your mission statement? I always, for me, I always wanted just to cover our expenses to continue to do what we love doing. So nobody was kind of getting out of pocket so we could get together every week and make music and we could release records. It was all for vanity. It was just for fun to be together for community. So if we sold enough to pay for the CDs, if we sold enough for the studio equipment, then I was happy. And, you know, and so that was, that was about community. That was about creativity and that was enough for us. And so you really want to look at your goal and 
um, and determine if it's part of your mission statement. You might say to yourself, my goal is more social media followers. Well, why? How, how is that relevant to what you're trying to do? You might say, I want to have more YouTube subscribers. Why? How is that relevant to the purpose of your record label? Well, you might answer that question by saying, if I reach a thousand subscribers on YouTube, then I can monetize my YouTube channel. And then I can start making money from our releases or for some of the cool videos that we're doing on YouTube or the shorts. And then I can use that money to reinvest into the label, to invest into artists, to press CDs, vinyl, to make cassettes, and to help artists grow. And that is within our mission statement. So then, okay, that makes sense. And so let's just make sure our goals are relevant to what we're trying to do in the big picture. And finally, the T stands for time bound. Goals should have a specific time frame for completion. This creates a sense of urgency and helps prevent procrastination. I mean, slightly. Procrastination is always there. Always. Always. But maybe hopefully reduces it a little bit. It has to be big enough, this time frame, has to be big enough or long enough that it's 100% doable. Like losing 20 pounds in six months, as opposed to losing 20 pounds before the weekend. But at the same time, it has to be broken down into time chunks that our monkey brains understand. So if you want to release more records this year uh, versus you want to release one major album each quarter, that's a little bit easier to understand. So that takes us into, now that we've kind of understand understood how to build a goal and, and putting it through this, you know, so just take your goal, whatever that lofty, whatever that crazy goal is, and run it through this little smart filter, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And then finally, how do we actually achieve these goals? Once we've taken a goal and put it through things, how do we achieve it? Well, the biggest thing, and this is in all of our marketing material that we've ever done, is the concept of breaking things down as small as you can into bite-sized tasks or mini goals. We might have the macro of macro goals, which is our mission statement. Then we might have these main goals that we're making today. And then within each main goal, you could maybe identify 10 or 20 mini goals. Let me use an example that's less quantifiable. We've been talking about this $10,000 a year example, but that might not be great. Let's do something that's a little bit more out there and a little bit more intangible. Let's create a goal of appearing on someone's year-end list. And so let's say you're creating this goal in the first week of January, or you're preparing to launch the new year with this goal of appearing on someone's year-end list. And so if you're preparing this goal at the start of the new year, then it was only a couple of weeks ago that people in blogs and magazines and curators were releasing their best of the year list. And that's a trying time because we often find ourselves not on anyone's list. And so maybe you've decided, and this is a hard thing to, um, you know, it's not, it's a, you know, it's kind of subjective whether or not people are going to like your music, but we say, you know what, we've got 12 months and I want to, I want to have one of our releases on our record label. I don't care which one <laughs> to appear on somebody anybody's year-end list. That's a goal. Is that a good goal? Sure. It's your goal. Who cares? Let's look at the SMART framework before we break it down. Is it specific? Well, of course it's specific. As opposed to saying, I want people to like our music. That's not specific. I want people to appreciate our releases. 
I guess, but by saying, I want one blog, one magazine, one curator, I don't care who it is, maybe even a fan, to put our album on their year-end list. That's super specific. Is it measurable? Well, of course it is. At the end of the year, you see your album right there on their list, measurable, done. Is it achievable? Well, yeah, I think so. I think it's hard to do. It's a little bit out of our control. It's not something that we can kind of control people's tastes and what they resonate with, but our peers are doing it. There's lots of lists and lots of artists who appear on those lists. So of course, yeah, it's achievable. Is it relevant? Well, it's a little bit vain, but I think it speaks to the bigger picture that if you are appearing on someone's list, it means you've made an album that resonated with a tastemaker or a curator or just an individual. And that probably means that other people are going to hear about it or that it's resonating with other people. And so you have then created an album that people enjoy and people are going to turn to you for your future releases. So yeah, relevant to your mission statement. And is it time bound? Have we given ourselves a deadline? Well, most year end lists come out October, November, or December, usually November, December at the end of the year. That's why they're called year end lists. I didn't know if you knew that, but I just thought I would mansplain that to you. That's a year end list. And so, of course, it's time bound. If we start this in the new year, if, uh, if we start this in the summer, it's still a doable task because we know when it expires at the end of the year. So let's break down this goal into smaller bite-sized chunks. Because if I said to you in January, if you say to your subconscious, boy, I'd really like for any one of our releases this year to appear on somebody's year-end list, then our subconscious nods along and goes, yeah, I agree, that'd be cool. But we haven't turned our subconscious into problem-solving mode. And so let's break this down into some mini goals where we can actually get to work. The people on our team, the artists on our record label can get to work in your subconscious. I say subconscious because I'm, I'm not like, uh, you know, uh, this is like, I'm not like speaking crazy here. I literally will think about a problem before I go to bed and then I wake up in the morning and I often, I feel like my subconscious has been working on that problem. I think that's actually scientific. I'm not like, this isn't made up. Well, it is made up, but I'm pretty sure it's sub, it's scientific. But anyway, that's why I always say subconscious because like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, or even your conscious, like when you're problem solving or you're having a team meeting and you say to everybody on your team, let's have a year, uh, an album appear on someone's year end list. Everyone claps and goes, great idea. But it's like, now, how are we going to do that? Right. And so let's break it down into steps. Let's say when, okay, let's say uh, how many releases are we going to do? Well, oh, we could at least do once a quarter. So one album a quarter, maybe one extra one, maybe an EP in there. So that gives us five chances. So now we have, it's like five lottery tickets to get on somebody's list as opposed to just releasing one album. When do you release these records? Okay, so let's, let's reconsider it that if we release everything in January, it's probably going to be forgotten by next December. If we release something in November, December, it might be too late to appear, appear on people's lists. And so let's release a couple in the spring, maybe one in the summer and a couple in the fall. And I think that, you know, that might give us a better chance. Um, let's make a list of the blogs you think have the best chance of being impressed by this release that are, that are relevant to the music they've covered in the past. Make a big list and we're going to pitch to those blogs. In fact, step three or step four, we're going to campaign early and often to these blogs. Maybe we're going to let them in on the process of mixing and mastering. Maybe we send them a test pressing and we bribe them somehow. And so that they feel a little bit invested like an early adopter 
into this band or into this release. Maybe we schedule a year, uh, end of year campaign in like August, September, October-ish to be reminding these curators and these blogs and publications about a release that happened earlier in the year and say to them explicitly, please consider this for your year end list. Um, maybe that will help. And so all of a sudden we've taken this goal, this intangible, less quantifiable goal than a financial goal, and we've put it through our smart framework, checked all those boxes, and then we've broken it, broken it down into tangible steps, into action steps that we can say, okay, we know what we should be doing in the early part of the year, and that's planning releases. We don't need to be worrying about appearing on a list until we have a record out, right? And so if we have four records this year, let's focus on those records. Let's make sure they're dropped at a good time of year for our fans and for everyone to be receptive. If we drop it at December, it's too late. It's Christmas. If we drop it in the summer, then people might be on holiday and some publications close their, um, they go on vacation and they don't accept, you know, releases. So let's be a little strategic about that. And so we start to break it down into steps that makes this overall goal attainable. And like I mentioned at the beginning, it's good to have multiple goals in different categories with different timelines. And so we have a goal for uh, quarterly goals. We have a yearly goal. Maybe we have a modest goal for the first month of the year, maybe a goal for the summer when things cool down. Listen, we talked about a lot today, and I don't think many of you take notes, but I'd love it if you do. God bless you if you do. But in case you don't, go to otherrecordlabels.com slash goals, and I'll put this smart framework up. I'm going to look around for um, like a, a form that I can maybe offer as a download. Uh, I'll see if there's one existing for this framework. If not, maybe I'll make one. We'll see. <laughs> Trust some of the day-to-day -day parts of your record labels to the pros so that you can focus on the goals you're making today. Some of these big picture things that nobody else can envision for your record label but you. But maybe trust some things like your royalties to our friends at Infinite Catalog. And, a, and another shout out to them for sponsoring today's episode and for supporting our community. They are a simple tool for indie labels of all sizes to manage their revenue sources, calculate royalties, and make sure artists get paid. Go to infinitecatalog.com and check out a special discount at otherrecordlabels.com slash infinitecatalog. I hope this helps you. I hope this inspires you. And I hope that you're able to create some goals for your record label. Thanks for listening.